this is ridiculous. Okay, so I read a similar story about this ancestry gene stuff. I think this stuff is destroying many families, Tim. So the one that I read is, so this kid, he was like 17, right? And he had some birthday money because his birthday, he had just turned 17. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, we're recording. We can maybe work some of this at the beginning. And so what happened is, so his mom goes on long business trips a lot of the time. And he, uh, he thought it would be a fun thing if him and his dad did one of those 23andMe ancestry tests. And so him and his dad do it. They do the test because he's always been curious about his genealogy and he knows his dad has been too. So maybe they could get some clarifying information and they can bond over their whiteness or whatever. I don't know what ethnicity they are. So who, who the fuck Pretty knows? Oh, oh, British Isles. That, that, that's nice. That's exactly what I expected. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what I expected. And so he gets the test back. And the tests say that he's only 39% related to his dad, which is statistically impossible. Statistically, that is absolutely impossible uh, if if he's actually his dad. So he starts questioning this, and then apparently one of his cousins has also had also taken the test. So I guess other people that you're closely related to, I guess it'll just give you that fucking information. Be like, hey, you're this much related to this one fuckhead. And so his cousin, he was 25% related to, which is like double what it should be for just a cousin, uh, someone who doesn't have the same uh mom and dad so this 17 year old kid detective put it together and found out that his uncle was actually his dad and his dad was actually his uncle his mom had cheated on his what he thought to be dad with his thought to be uncle and <laughs> it basically completely destroyed their family the story was written by this person on reddit while in the room that basically he could hear screaming outside of his bedroom of his mom and his dad and them saying that their family is falling apart and it was a complete another train wreck much like this train wreck you sent me that's pretty great ah oh, that's so that's some juicy story i like it it's so it's it's fan. It's like reality television, but real and Reddit. I mean, I guess it could be fake. I guess someone could be have some weird, sick. I don't know. You know, like a like a sitcom writer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just some weird. Uh, I don't know. Fascination with what if, making really fucked up, sad stories. What if it was consensual? Like they just like traded the kid off. Like, eh, I don't really need a kid right now. Bro, you want this? Hey, bro, here's your fucking kid that I've been raising my his entire life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh, thanks for getting through the hard part. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, what is the hardest part of raising the kid? Like, which 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 stage? I, I think probably teenage years, I would guess, because it's when they get all unruly and shitty. Yeah. E because even though babies are shitty in a literal sense... It's not yeah. their fault. It's just babies being babies. Yeah. But then once they become teens, they just become little cum-filled monsters that <laughs> just want to fuck and hate on their parents. Yep. That sounds about right. Yeah, and when you're uh, when you're raising a, a very young child, they're still, like, really cute. And yeah. your biology is, like, flooding your brain with all those feel-good chemicals to make you attached to it. Exactly. Just looking at them makes you feel good. Yeah. 
sometimes you gotta like you gotta fight it because like uh, you know if you're if you're uh, with some of your older family members that have raised kids or have like very young kids of their own, you're like sitting there and you're looking at it, and you're like, oh. How cute. And then you're like, snap out of it. No, 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 no. That's that's fifty thousand dollars and the responsibility and all of the things that go with raising kids that I am definitely not prepared for. But your biology tries to trick you, Jimmy. Cynic Last time on Cynic Empowerment. I'm going. I'm going to pull the trigger once every 30 seconds until you fill this bag up with money. I, I'm. A, I'm. I'm creating a new supervillain right here, right now. It could hit you. It could hit the baby in the corner. You never know. Huh? That dude just walked out of a bank. Maybe we should go and say hello. I'll fucking blow your brains out if you try to stop me. Uh, wow, wow, wow! If you don't do what I say, I'm, I'm, I might shoot you. No one knows where the bullet's gonna go. Yeah. So. Yes. Do we do we already talk about everything we're gonna talk about? <laughs> yep. Okay. Have you heard of Andrew Yang? He's this uh, entrepreneur dude who wants to do a two thousand dollar UBI for everybody, and that's basically his platform. But he theoretically has some other ideas too. Yeah. He's running as a Democrat. Yeah, that's totally this guy's platform. Yep. I mean. In theory, I'm not necessarily even against a UBI because I think as uh, bump, 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 modernization keeps going and, and more of the workforce gets automated, the unemployment rate is going to keep going up because a lot of these labor jobs and retail jobs that we think of as cornerstones of our shitty economy now are going to disappear. Um Something's going to have to be done for people to make sure that they don't fucking die. <laughs> And so, or we why? Can, huh? Like, I mean, like, obviously, uh, there's a lot of, uh, there'd be a lot of pushback by, you know, your, your, your classical liberals at, at that thought. Like, they, they would just say, like, oh, the fuck them. Like, if they can't figure out a way to right. produce, uh, you know, like, have some kind of skilled labor output, then why should they receive anything? Yeah, I mean, that's fair. And, and that's why there's a phrase that I'm starting to really enjoy of that our options for the future of our economy is going to be either socialism or barbarism. So we can either decide we want to live in a barbaric society where we just walk over dead bodies on our way to work every day, or we can embrace socialism and programs to benefit people with our extravagant wealth as opposed to consolidating it to a handful of people. <laughs> so, um, I mean, and I'm fine. I mean, if people want to live in that shitty world because they think we have to for some fucking reason or whatever, fine. I, I guess, whatever. We'll just all fucking die. But how are you going to incentivize innovation while driving down consumer prices? That's <sighs> robots. Robots, yeah. Robots are pretty cheap once you get them going. Yeah, I think the the startup cost is certainly uh, extravagant. Well, that's the issue is we're gonna have. Yeah, I mean that's, I mean, that's the issue is like that's where we're heading. And so on one level, I can respect Andrew Yang of at least talking about UBI because I think uh, there's a strong possibility that that might be something we need eventually. At the same time, I've I don't know what would be keeping uh places 
like for example the place you rent from mm-hmm. keeping all the renters from just like hiking up the rents on everybody now that they know everyone's making more money like i don't know what would be stopping that i think you would have right. to introduce ubi in a very smart way in order to prevent it from just getting sucked up by stuff like that hmm. now that ev- now that everyone we all the companies know everyone has more money what's stopping them from just charging more money right yeah because it's it's still affect the market if people got more money they spend more money exactly and so i mean it sounds good on paper basically his whole thing is well if we have more money we'll spend it and we have a consumer economy so the economy will be great it's like yeah but (laughs) i don't know yeah i mean it is is essentially a socialist thing right yeah it's just like um redistribution on a very small scale Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, maybe maybe it would work. Um, not an expert on UBI, but yeah. Uh, well, I was uh, I was originally interested in in joining into the um, the Alaskan UBI or what is technically a UBI. Oh yeah, they give everyone money for living there. Yeah, uh, although I think it's in uh, it's in exchange for mineral rights, right? Oh, probably. It wouldn't surprise me until they can get that oil. Yeah, so it's like any, anybody that's that's living there. Uh, well, I think that on some level is part of how it's either Sweden or Finland. I can't remember. Or I think it might be Finland. I think they have a lot of oil reserves there, and they basically use a lot of their money from their oil to fund a lot of their socialist programs. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what it looks like here. Uh, the Alaska Permanent Fund, or AFP, created in 1976, is funded by oil revenues. And provides dividends to permanent residents of the state, which in 2016 was significantly less than in 2015 and 2014. 1,022 versus 2,072 and 2,015 and 1,884. Oh, the amount of money they gave them was less. Yeah, about half. Because the population is increasing? I don't fucking know. Uh, it could be that. It could also be that the dividends were lower. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Either way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not a UBI expert, so I can't I can't talk more about it. I don't know. Yeah, but I think it's something we should think about. Yeah, at least um, it would certainly be nice to uh, not be forced to go to work or to uh, figure out a way in which I would have a little bit more time to myself. Yeah, man. Not that I would be prof or I, I don't know if I'd necessarily be more productive, uh, but I, I think that my life would certainly be more enjoyable. Speaking yeah. from a selfish standpoint. Hell yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you selfish piece of shit. I'm Ooh, so look selfish. At me. My name's Tim. I want my life to be enjoyable. Yeah, I should. Uh, I should just put my uh, put my nose to the grindstone and just, just fucking fucking grind it. Should ignore all of my physical needs and you know all those things that make me happy. It's not important. Yeah, what is important? Yeah. And I'm a, I'm effective that I am. Exactly. I'm still engaging within this uh, the this economy. Yeah, and that I am providing my indentured servitude to the highest bidder. Exactly. Yeah, super important. Can't uh, wait! Can't wait to bring a life into this world and ha- ha- let them experience it. Oh, it's gonna be so good. They're gonna be so grateful. Yeah, they're gonna be like, oh man, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you made me, and that I get to experience all these fantastic things in life. Uh, until they you become class conscious, and they're like, wait a second, you mean I have to do this forever? Like this is. This is me now. So yeah, dude, like that's that's you unless uh unless you strike it strike it rich, you know? Unless you get lucky, somebody gives you a lot of money or you have some kind of uh 
crazy upsetting trend in, in technology and people are just like throwing money at you because they have no idea how to replicate what you just did. And then when I get old, you have to take care of me with all that money. You're welcome. That's right. Uh, well, in hopes that I'm not just going to leave you guys with a shit ton of debt and that the bank's going to take everything that I, I've amassed, which seems to be the case for, for most of the people I know. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Just like, you know, there, there are some folks that, that uh, certainly own property and uh, have been able to, uh, you know, do fairly well by themselves, but certainly nobody our age. Like, <laughs> like they, they might be buying shit, but they're going to be paying it off well into the future. Much longer than our parents did. Make money, don't spend it. <laughs> yeah, because that's what's good for the economy. Yep. Yeah. Save up a whole bunch and then blow it all on a house, only to find out that you know the infrastructure's bad or something like that, and spend the rest of your money to fix that damn house. That's right. It's like because that's what you were supposed to want, right? Like that's that's the thing to have. I want a house. Uh, eh, eh. I want a fancy car. Eh. Man, I just want to like dig a big hole and live in the hole. <laughs> I'd do it. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, I would. No, you wouldn't. Did it? I did it in uh, when I was uh, actually, yeah, my freshman year of uh, college. What the uh, fuck are you talking about? I, I went home. No, wait, it was yeah, it was freshman year of college. Uh, I went home that summer and uh, I was working at. Um, at the, the aluminum corporation that, that my, my dad used to work for and that my, my brother currently works for, uh, and it was rough. So every time I had the opportunity uh, to do something to take my mind off of it, I would dig a hole. And I, <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hear me out. Hear me out. What kind of depressed piece of shit were you that I, to take your mind off of working, you worked more by digging a fucking hole? Yeah, because I was, I was making a – um, I was making a dugout, right? I was going to like dig out the walls in such a way and then I was going to strengthen the sides and I was going to build like a thatch roof over it and, uh, you know, make like a little shelter like way out in the woods so that I could like go and escape, right? And uh, digging, what? digging, digging. Yeah, I got some guys to help me. There was like a couple other guys that were also involved. It was pretty What's fun. That? Wait, were you all just going to stop working and live in this hole in the ground? Yeah, well, none of us had like this communal place to like have fun and and you know do whatever it is kids do. <laughs> so we're like fucking digging this hole out in the woods. Yep, that's what we did. Okay. Well, yep. how's the story resolve? So, uh, so we're digging the hole and it it goes pretty well. Uh, it ended up being like I don't know. I'd say somewhere around ten feet deep. Damn. And it was like uh, probably like eight feet by ten feet. That's pretty. That's a big hole. Something like that. Yeah, it was a big hole, and we had like dug like little like benches onto the side, and we had like this. Uh, we had a like a little like grill pit area on one side, and it had like a flue that like went through the ground and up and out. It was it was good. Like it was a it was a very simple. I'm imagining you having like a dirt TV. Like that's our TV. It's just this rectangle on the wall. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> like on SpongeBob, right? It's yeah. like yeah, you just like take a stick and you draw SpongeBob in your rectangle TV. <laughs> yep. And that, that, that's, there's our lamp. It's over there. We just got Does like it... dirt all over our cheeks. Like, it's <laughs> <just> like, eh. <laughs> oh my God. How'd you get in and out if it was 10 feet deep? We had stairs. Of course you did. So, yeah. I'm a dumbass. Why did I even bother asking? Yeah, we had stairs that went down in there. Of course. Um, and, then, and then it rained. Yeah, so we were, we were really dumb. 
uh, obviously, because we didn't understand anything about proper drainage. Yeah. So uh, the first time that we come back to it after we finished it, it's full of water. I'm sure it was. Yep. And that was that. <laughs> oh, like, well, so summer, summer full of work, just like gone. And uh, I think that that's uh, – that's where my story was going, you know. Like you, you, uh, you work and you work and you work. You think that you know the your your labor and your efforts going somewhere only to have a, a nice solid rain just flooded out. I think uh, Nebraska and Iowa know exactly how that feels right about now. Oh yeah, got, yeah, uh, got a little bit of floodage going on. Have you not heard about it? Tell me about it. Oh my god, dude! There was like I don't even it's billions of dollars worth of damage in the central or Midwest or I don't know what that part of the Midwest is called, but Nebraska, Iowa, maybe Illinois too. I'm not quite sure. It's affecting four or five different states, and the flooding out there is so insane that that uh, big old grain silos are exploding. And farmers oh, are losing years and years worth of corn they've been storing, waiting for the market to fix so they can sell it. And a lot of these uh, grains have been uh, silos have also been overfilled due to the uh, not sanctions on China, but the tariffs, the tariffs and stuff like that. So they've been saving up their stuff, waiting for a time they can sell it. So tons and tons of farmers are going literally bankrupt. Uh, big old, any kind of industrial metal sh- stuff out there just getting completely washed away by the water. It's absolutely awful. Yeah, it sounds pretty terrible. Um, so, and, and yeah, I mean, it, like, let's put this on a scale. You guys spent a summer digging a hole mm-hmm. in hopes of having a hole to play in, and yep. then it got filled with water. It's like, oh, that sucks. Like, these farmers have been farming their entire lives yep. and have, and, as we've talked many times before on Cynic and Power of it, these farmers are living literally hand to mouth trying to yep. uh, keep living this outdated lifestyle just indebted to their lands and their expensive farming equipment only to have it all get washed away by some rain. Oh, man, it's it's destroying their roads and stuff, too. Everything. Yeah, can't even get out there to help a lot of these people because the roads are gone. Because as some, uh, my grandma lives in central Illinois, mm-hmm. and all those roads—not all those roads, but a lot of those roads—are just dirt roads. They yeah. still don't—they just still don't have actual paved roads in a lot of these places. So if you have a gravel or dirt road, out, uh, yeah, wa- water's just going to wash it away. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 pretty bad. Ugh. Man, farmers got hard lives anyways. Yeah, no, exactly. It's hard enough as is. And then you just throw this on top of it. Yeah, if, if anything is uh, is going to dissuade you from believing in any type of organized religion, I, I think that this is it. Unless, you're, unless your organized religion is based on uh, a deity of violence, chaos, and hatred. And if that's the case, boom. Double down, that's, dude. That's justification. Yeah. It's happening right there. It's like, oh, who's having the hardest time in America? Oh, mid- Midwesterners, Midwestern farmers. Yeah. Oh, the most religious people in the country. Yeah. Let's let's fucking flood them. Boom. It's, a, <laughs> yeah. it's the story of Job, my friend. Yeah, it's real nice. It's real nice. They got to double down on that religion. Thanks for that natural disaster. It's like the classic Job story. Are you familiar with Job? Yeah, I've, I've said Job twice now. Job. Wait, you said Job twice? Yes. Oh my God. I, I must not be listening. I'm sorry, Jimmy. It's okay. I'm such a piece of shit. It's fine. He's being blessed. 
Exactly. It, All it, these farmers are being blessed. They didn't need that stupid fucking corn. Yeah. It's they, just God they showing them that they just need God. God, that's right. He's a he's a jealous God, and he doesn't want them to love corn as much as they love him. Exactly. That's <sighs> <laughs> what he says. That's what yeah. it says in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Not the corn part, but not the, the corn part. Corn part. Yeah. Sands the corn part, but the rest of it, yeah. Or maybe it's like the whole uh, it's the euphemism regarding spiritual gifts. Maybe they didn't yet use it, so they lost it. You know, that's oh my god, they were <laughs> yeah, they were being greedy with their corn, saving it up, storing it. Yep. They should have been giving the corn to the poor. That's right. Or trying to like multiply their corn by breeding it with itself or something like that. Yeah. You know, corn farming. Exactly. <laughs> Making seed. Jesus, are we? Are we going to talk about any of the things we wrote down? Nah, oh, man, we're just we're just fucking going for it. God damn it! What do you we want to talk e- about next? <laughs> we haven't even introed the show. Oh yeah, we seriously haven't. <laughs> You're totally right. <laughs> oh my god! Welcome uh, to Poop Knife. <laughs> welcome to Poop Knife Empowerment. Yep, that's that's our that's our new kicker. Yep. My favorite poop knife wielder I have here is Poop Knife Carpenter. <laughs> and uh Jimmy the the quality maker of the world renowned poop knife uh Jimmy Horn. I don't know how that how that goes over. Uh so everybody knows what poop knives are. We've discussed them on several episodes prior. Yeah. Yeah, you guys have no excuse to not know what a poop knife is by now. If you don't know what a poop knife show it, what oh, damn it, I can't. <laughs> if you don't know what a poop knife is by this time, then get the fuck out. Yeah, for reals. They're apparently selling them now, like formally. You can buy a formal poop knife. It is a. It is basically a a plastic disposable knife. Yeah. But the package says poop knife on it, so it's official. I don't think that's such a sad thing, though. Why are we presenting it on our show? This is for sad things. That's fair. Nothing, nothing is better than the invention of the poop knife. It's Future generations are going to look back on the 21st century and talk about all the amazing things we invented, like mm-hmm. smartphones and advanced telecommunications. And up there with all those other amazing inventions are going to have just a poop knife. Yep. Yep, post in, post age of industrialization, you have uh, all these fantastic things, and and thus capitalism just just shits out the the greatest of all inventions, the poop knife. No pun intended. Thanks to the uh, the innovations and and competition that the market gives us, it's wonderful. And I'm glad we have it. I'm going to get 17 of them. Why stop at 17? Because uh, that's how many big poops I plan to have for the rest of my life. Wow. You're, yeah. I think you're selling yourself short. Otherwise, it's more like rabbit. You know, like it's like little bitty poo. Is that okay? I didn't know, I didn't know that's like what you altered between yeah. giant poos and rabbit poos. Uh, yeah, it's, and I go like uh, like five times a day. I think that's good. Does that I don't know. Probably not. I think you want to be regular, but I think that's a little too regular. Oh, it's regular. I mean, like, I, I can, like, set my watch by it. Yeah. I it's don't like, know uh, if you're joking or not at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would disrupt your work life. Uh, it, it does, but, uh, hey, you know, uh, my boss makes a dollar and I make a dime. So I poop on company time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I just kidding, uh, boss. If you're listening to this, I don't know why my boss would be listening. I know. I know you make at least two dollars to every dime I make. Piece of shit. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least. <laughs> That's the part I was joking about. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Yeah. As no. long as you you're getting your work done, I guess it doesn't matter how many times you poop a day. That'll. I don't know. Like, you, I guess I could do my work on the toilet. You get. You get. <laughs> can you? I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna build a little robot to like move hoses around and, and and do all the things that I need to do on a regular basis. I'm in the I'm in the industrial sector, everyone. <laughs> uh manufacturing of artisan products. I get I mean, I guess give you some more free time on the clock. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Like I don't even think that my boss could get mad at me if I was using like a little robot. Yeah, they definitely wouldn't just fire you and then keep the robot <laughs> that's not how that would work well, what if i like had it like plugged in like it was the matrix you know like there's no way that they could use it because it's like plugged into my biology <laughs> what the fuck said like a said like a true uh, uh robotics master wow you. you're yeah dude damn blowing my fucking mind if you're robot facts here boom damn, boom boom you're, boom. So, you're so knowledgeable <laughs> damn just yep. biology shit I heard that word once before. Plugged into my biology. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Lay on that fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that makes you fuck. Yeah, dude. Biology. So. Dude, do you want to know, know who else has great biology? Who that? This Russian man that attempted to get on a plane mm-hmm. in Russia, as most yeah. Russians do. They try to get on planes in Russia because that's where they live. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. So. Good story from the Moscow Times. Moscow Times. That's how you know it's legit. (laughs) When has the Kremlin lied to us before? I'm just kidding. So, how do you pronounce the name of that airport? What? How do you pronounce the name of that airport? Domo de Dovo. Domo de Dovo. (laughs) Domo de Dovo. That's kind of fun to say. Domo de Dovo. Dovo. Domo de Dovo. Yeah, I can't do it. Mister Roboto. It's so right. this this dude. This isn't a very complicated story. It's pretty straightforward. This guy somehow passed through the Ural Airlines flights registration right before, and then uh, when he was going to go onto the jet bridge, I guess to go and get onto the plane, he began stripping off all of his clothes, screaming that be that the clothes impaired him from being aerodynamic mm-hmm. and that he would fly much better if he wasn't wearing any of his clothes. Yep. Uh obviously this guy was intercepted before he actually got onto the plane, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, otherwise, you know, like why would anybody wear clothes, right? <laughs> Yes. Screw it. I, I might take like something to like separate my butt from the seat oh, yeah. because I don't know how many naked passengers have been in that seat before me. Right. Well, yeah. Well, it's like the uh, the little paper you put on the toilet if you don't want your butt to touch a toilet that's been touched by other butts. You can put Ugh. the little little t- paper film on there. Like they should have those on the the airplane. So that way, if you want to sit naked on an airplane, you can just protect your butt from all the past butts. That's that's so dumb. Like those those paper things, and they're they're such a waste of paper. Like you use so much paper. Yeah. Oh my god. Just to cover a seat that. Ah. Uh, there. I I I'll, I'll admit that I've tried using them a couple of times in the past just to see what it felt like. 
Yeah. And every time I've ever attempted to use one of those paper sheets, it's never worked out the way it's supposed to. I either like accidentally rip it in half yeah. or I try to rip up the front part where so the little front lip will like go into the, the toilet and then like the water climbs up the seat. And now I, there's like this weird wet seat thing. And it's yeah. just it's just never a good time. I don't like the sound that it makes when I when my poo hits the water. Like, oh. or I mean, not the poo hits the water. Poo hits a paper instead of water. It like mm. it sounds like it's like not going in. So mm. like it gives me a little bit of anxiety just based off of that. Yeah, there's not not that not that uh that reverb. No water reverb noises. Yeah, although you don't also don't have to worry about like the water like splashing you in the butt. That's true. That's, that's pretty terrifying because then you're yeah. like, what's living in that water? Yeah, what came up to tickle my butt? Yeah, like, whoa, oh, is that what a bidet's like? Uh, that's kind of nice. <laughs> okay. I could get used to this kind of treatment. I'm going to stall one in my house. <laughs> yeah, so obviously this dude has absolutely no idea how aerodynamics work. Yeah. And I, I don't know how this individual thought they were either A, going to get away with getting onto a plane naked. Maybe it was their dream to always get onto a plane well, being naked, or maybe he just had a, a bout of uh, temporary insanity. <laughs> I guess. Oh man, it seems about right. Uh, do you know anything about Russian geography? Uh, what, like where he was flying to and from, based well, on or where he, where he originally is from? So apparently nope. he's from Yakutsk. Uh, but lives in the Moscow region. So okay. I know where Moscow's at. Yeah, Moscow's pretty Western. That's Western Russia. Yep, yep. Uh, but Yakuts. Yakuts. How do you pronounce T-S-K? That's my best guess. Is it the same noise that you're supposed to make when you, like, nip dogs behind the ear in order to display dominance? Yeah, that's what it is. It's like, tsk, tsk. Put them and in the dog's place. like, hey, stop it. And you're like, well, how about you quit being a little asshole and tugging on my leash? True. Not supposed to do that part. It's like the uh, the angel whatever dude, Garcilio, whatever, that yeah. one dog whisperer guy. Yep, you got it. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the one. Yeah. He knows what he's talking about, and that's the noise that he makes. So this guy is from Yakutsk. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, do you think it's the equivalent of like Ohio? I think Yatkitsk is the equivalent of Ohio. Yeah. I. Hmm. What state was most likely to replicate individuals to get onto a plane stark naked? Mm. Uh, yeah, I think Ohio's fair. Well, Ohio doesn't have many airports either, so. All the more reason for them to get naked when they finally find one. Yeah, just in case, you know, you, you really want that plane ride to go smoothly. So. <laughs> Remove the clothes for the aerodynamic properties. Exactly. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I don't know how or why someone would be compelled to do this and why they would think that it would be a good idea. Yeah. And uh, apparently, according to other people that were on the flight, he didn't appear to look drunk or intoxicated or high or anything else like that. He seemed to uh. be of sound mind, but obviously not since... He was completely naked, so it beats the shit out of me, man. I got nothing. I've got nothing for this man. Yeah. I can't defend him or his actions. I mean, I, I guess that, that would be a little bit of an apology for him if he was intoxicated. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, you know, in Russia, we drink the vodkas all the time. I had a little bit too much before plane ride and decided that I should make myself more aerodynamic. <laughs> you understand? Uh, well, yeah. We've be- all been there. Because, uh, you, you gave us that little, uh, that little story, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Thanks for letting us know that. But My uh, grandfather uh, killed Germans in World War II. You uncuffed me right now. Oh, sorry, sir. I didn't realize. Yeah, you, you, what a sacrifice. Uh, thank you for his service. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so silver lining of this guy. <laughs> if it's if it's even sad, I don't know. Like, it, it, uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's fair. I'm sorry, Tim. I fucked up. I, I, I brought this story to your attention. It's not even sad. It doesn't even meet our rubric of what is and isn't uh, a cynic empowerment worthy story. Yeah, it, well, it is sad for the reason that they cuffed him and took him away. He should be free to enter the plane naked. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. Well, what's the silver lining is that this guy was – he's my hero. Yeah. That's a lot of – a lot of people say free the nipple. I say free the whole goddamn human anatomy. Yeah. Here, here. <laughs> I think it's great. Uh, next time we go to uh, uh, to get on a plane, we should just take our clothes off. That's great. I think that's a great idea. Let's do it. Yeah. You, we're going to – in uh, a sign of unity mm-hmm. and uh, solidarity yeah. with this portly-shaped, balding – strange russian man yeah he knows what he's doing tim and i mm-hmm. will get naked yeah for the next plane ride we get on thanks that's just the kind of motivation i need to get naked in public precisely oh man uh so where are we where are we going from here jimmy are, are we uh are we are we talking about uh well i don't know I, that, that last story kind of kept me up a little bit <laughs> Can't wait. Thinking about it, I, you know, I, I I'm getting a lot less sleep than I normally do as a result of ah, I see. Yeah, you're just thinking about that strangely shaped, portly, yeah. Russian man. Aerodynamic. Uh, yeah, just screaming aerodynamic. I, I like. I really hope that he was making airplane noises while trying to get onto the plane. <laughs> just with his arms out. <laughs> Just uh, uh, clotheslining everyone in the back of the neck, just running past them all, trying to get onto the plane until someone tackled him. Yeah, dude, you're not going to be on the outside of the plane, dude. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and here I am, just lying awake at night. Lying awake at night, not getting enough sleep. Yeah, I I think that's that's not good for you, Tim. I think it's bad for your health. What doesn't kill me makes me stronger. That's something that we tell people that suffer extreme trauma to make them feel better. But I don't think that's actually true, Tim. Mm, I think that's that's a lie. Shit. I've been lied to. Wouldn't be the first time. I think you are in dire straits and should sleep more or something, (sighs) I guess, because that's an option. Apparently. God bless you. (laughs) Apparently. Uh, Americans aren't getting enough sleep. Yeah, which I think is probably the 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 least surprising headline in human history. 
Yeah. Like, newsflash, Americans aren't getting enough sleep. Oh, wow! Yeah. Gee whiz! It should be more like, uh, we've ran out of stories to run, and uh, now we're going to talk about the fact that has always been, and <laughs> yeah, always probably will be. We're, we're going to talk about things that you can't really change, or you have a limited capacity to change, and yep. make you feel bit bad about it, and a sense of doom with the circumstances you find yourself in. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I think uh, the reason in which people aren't getting enough sleep has changed over the past, I don't know, 15, 20 years or so. And I'm sure prior to that, uh, it, it changed because 50, 60, 70 years ago, people weren't getting enough sleep because they were working 27 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they just they didn't have time to rest because they were pulling a bajillion jobs trying to keep the uh, – the candles on <laughs> exactly <laughs> trying to keep those candles lit through keep the night burning. burn those wicked both hands <laughs> yeah so according to this study this is a news article from the hill and yep. i don't even uh so it's from the uh, european <laughs> heart journal why the fuck is the european heart journal talking to americans about sleep i don't know maybe they either they just see us as lab rats to figure out all the horrible things of modern society and how it still makes our lives awful in, in weird ways. Uh, they looked at 21 countries in total, though, but basically they found out that if you don't get enough sleep, it severely increases your risk for heart failure and other heart-related uh, injuries and diseases. Yep. And so from that, we can deduce that the fact that most Americans aren't getting enough sleep, uh, in some Gallup polls it says up to 40% of Americans aren't getting the eight hours of sleep they're supposed to be getting each night, and that due to this, we can, you know, add one to one and then say, huh, if not getting enough sleep's bad and 40% of Americans aren't getting enough sleep, maybe all these asshole Americans are going to die of some heart-related thing as a result of it. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that and, like, sedentary lifestyles and unhealthy eating habits. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, right. There's so many other things of the American lifestyle that's literally making us die. But this is just another another little thing to add to the stack. If it wasn't bad enough with our sugar-laden foods and our diabetes and our uh, our lack of walking and sedentary lifestyles. Let's just add not enough sleep to that as well as another reason. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I really like this. Uh, this quote. Uh, who, whoever wrote this? Let's see. What's, who's this? Um, Jonathan Fielding. Okay. Oh, Doctor Doctor Jonathan Fielding. That's how you know it's legit? Thanks, man. He says, uh, "Skimping on sleep or sleeping too long is like cheating at solitaire. It only hurts you." Right. I'm going to take issue with that comment. Uh, for one, uh, solitaire, of course, is one of the games that you play by yourself. So I think in that capacity, there might be some some correct analogies there. But it only hurts you. What the hell are you talking about? What if I don't have time for a, a fully-fledged, ruly game of solitaire? What if I don't give a shit about what your rules are because I'm playing the game by myself? <laughs> There's no competition involved here. It's not hurting me. <laughs> Tim, I think I think you need to tone down your competitiveness, Tim, um, including against yourself. Yeah. 
you're, it's hurting all of us. I'm speaking on behalf of your friends and family, Tim. Oh, yeah. Your your competitive nature is uh, yeah, ruining so every aspect of your life. I'm gonna start cheating. I mean, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna start cheating. Oh man, what the fuck is this? Uh, what? Did you read the comments for this article? Why, why do I read comments for well, articles? I don't. I don't know why you give weight to any comments on the <laughs> internet anywhere ever. Why? Why is the first person who who comments laughing at liberals? Why is that the? Why is that their name? Why? Why? <laughs> because they're laughing. I mean, I think it's obvious. Well, are you sure you're reading their comments for the right article? Because there's a lot of there's a lot of articles. No, that's it, it. Yeah, this is this is the one. He's like, Lowell, I wonder, do liberals ever take any time to live during the few minutes a day when they're not crime protesting, worrying, <laughs> predicting <laughs> bloom? Oh, Jesus, silly God. rabbits. <laughs> huh? I think it's pretty good. Man, that guy really knows what he's talking about. It's so good. Huh. Uh, and then Whoa. the next comment, of course, is responding to that one. It's like, ah, I'm going to poke you right back. Something about Trump. <laughs> this is fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tim, he's, this guy's a fucking comedian. You see, the issue is that you're, you're, putting, you're putting weight on the things this individual says. This guy's a fucking comedic genius. Yeah. Just, but, just, just think about the way this individual like views every aspect of his life like with a name like laughing at liberals he basically deduces every article on the internet through the lens of liberals are dumb and they're making their themselves miserable like you could take it anything they could i'm trying to it could be an article about a cat caught in a tree and they mm-hmm. and his and his comment could just be fucking libtards they just pull their heads out of their ass and eat more dirt as kids they would know how to climb trees and be able to save their own cat <laughs> fucking trump haters right like <laughs> like no matter what it is if anything it, it's 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 comedic genius how do you take the time to set up a profile choose a name like that because you you know that you're it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy you know what you're going to be doing for the remainder of the time you have oh yeah this guy has i just you can click on his profile you can see all of his comments this guy has twenty three thousand comments this guy lives eats and breathes making comments because this is a profile specifically for the hill.com this guy could only make comments on the hill.com it's not facebook or whatever where you can find other little threads and things to post on this guy lives eats and breathes shit posting on the hill and if I, I think anything this guy's a hero this let, let's see what else this guy's got so we got uh, a post here for Ch- chicago voters face historic choice for mayor and city divided by tensions and then this is his response to that the left sees racism in an empty room i sit here and watch you try and convince people that this problem is widespread and growing but that's simply bullshit i'm from southern georgia i spent the first three decades of my life living there and though there are still some relics of its racist past it is far a far cry from what it was during the apex of racism holy shit you can take your lies and fear mongering elsewhere i see no difference in you preaching hate for white people versus when whites hate blacks Hate because of color is racism. The color itself is irrelevant. Oh my god! This yeah, this guy's basically everything. This is him, just constantly. It's it. (laughs) Says article: Cities across the world go dark for Earth Hour. Yeah, 
He says the rapists, robbers, and car thieves of these cities are giddy with excitement. <laughs> that's fucking great. What is, that's like a does perfect. It go, like that's, does it go dark? It like like at night? That that is the way he views everything. Oh my god! Whoa! This is so good. We Tim and I had a shit ton of things we were going to talk about, but why like why go elsewhere when we have this guy? Yep. Ask oh my shall God. receive. Oh my God. <sighs> Holy fuck. A, a National Guard in Maryland is being led by an all-female team for the first time ever. This is his response. Sad time we live in. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, he was a little tired that day. Oh, he couldn't make a fucking giant thing. Oh my God. Sears cuts life insurance benefits for up to 90% of retirees. Oh, my God. What's he have to say about that? Oh, my gosh. Has nothing to do with Trump. Sears' downfall has been in years for the making. Sad to hear, but you can't squeeze water from a rock. Sears' time has passed. There's only so much broke company can do. Oh, fuck. He just, it sounds like he just wants something to hate on. You know? He's angry. Uh, he has 23,000 comments, dude. Yo, angry at least 30-year-olds. <laughs> this guy is my fucking hero. Yeah. I like, think since our like, podcast. Like how many like how much how how much how much time would he have to spend per day to make twenty three thousand comments? Well, I guess it depends on how quickly he can just like jot them down, right? Like I'm just even I I'm guessing he doesn't even read the articles. I think he just makes comments. Sometimes he makes multiple comments for the same article. It's impressive. Uh so let's see. It, 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 you know, it's a words per minute equation, right? Yeah, I guess. So what? Like, how how long are most of his most of his comments? Oh my god! It tells you the amount of time. Most of the all the comments you've read, Tim, have been within a twenty four hour period. What? What? Look! 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 The first one we read was from three hours ago. The one that you read was like fourteen hours ago. He's making dozens, if not hundreds, of posts per day. Ugh! And he has over twenty three thousand. Jesus. Oh, my God. This guy is a monster. Well, that's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> Aurora to uh, kick off campaign at border, putting new Trump threats in the spotlight. Watching Beto now, his cocaine is top-notch. Hell, yeah. Top-notch cocaine. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that that everything. guy has figured out what makes him excited in life and that he's going for it. Uh, you know, we all need to find our thing, and once you do, I hope that you all have the persistence and dedication that laughing at liberals has. Alaska hits 70-degree readings on record in his response. So the weather's beautiful in Alaska, question mark? Uh, yeah, apparently. Uh, that's, that's <laughs> I guess that's, uh, that's about it. Uh, it's a little, a little warm for Alaska, actually. He's like, it, what the fuck are you talking about? 70 degrees is the most wonderful temperature to experience for any human being. Why the fuck could you be mad about it being 70 degrees outside? As an angry person, that is my favorite degree because as my blood boils, 70 lowers down my internal body temperature enough that I can actually sustain life and not go outside and sweat until I dehydrate and pass out on the sidewalk, at which point... <laughs> Some my wife has to come and directly inject water into my bloodstream so that way I don't fucking die. 
I'm pretty sure you would die if you did something like that. Oh, I mean, it, there's a lot of risks with just, like, randomly injecting things. Oh, my fucking God. Jesus. All right. What's a, what's a... So what the silver so... lining is we got laughing at liberals dude here just fucking shining his wisdom down on us. Yeah, like any time like I thought that I didn't understand a complex political issue or just something like sleep like killing people, right? I I can I can just turn off my brain, go and figure out what laughing at liberals has to say about like that specific issue and I can get a nice little nutshell response yeah. that tells me exactly how I should be interpreting it. Like why the fuck should I be worried about climate change? Fuck it. It's 70 degrees outside. This is fucking awesome. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't you rather live in 70 degree weather rather than sub zero weather? Like come on. Like it's better. It's better that way. Yeah. And I I think I have to totally agree. Oh man. That's so great. Good. Uh everybody should go check out our um our meme podcast. What's the uh, what was the name of the what was the title of the one that we did about all, the, all about the lols? All about the lols. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's more of a four chan episode, but I mean, I guess it's yeah. somewhat loosely tied to this kind of ideology. Yeah, we talk about shit posters a little bit, don't we? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, this guy. This guy's a. Yeah. He's great at cream of the crop kind of shit poster. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I feel like he tries a little too hard. Yeah, he like, needs to be a little bit more discreet. Yeah, he's got too much skin in the game, right? Like, in order to be a really good shit poster, you can't, you can't be, uh, you're, you can't be partisan with your politics, right? Yeah. In order to be a true shit poster, you have to be able to shit on anyone's opinion, no matter what side of the aisle they're on. You see, this guy has too much skin in the game to be a true good shit poster because obviously he just hates anything that can be associated with liberal politics right and he's got to twist it and turn it on its head to say liberals are dumb right he's he's a he's a one kind of he's a one trick pony kind of shit poster yeah uh if he was a, a good shit poster he, he, he would have a little bit more dynamic with there i guess you're kind of right yeah maybe maybe shit poster is not the right definition for this guy yeah he's He's a very Hateful sad ass. human being. Just I'm just like imagining him just like waking up at 4 a.m. every morning. He only gets two hours of sleep. You can't make these many posts on the hill. Yeah. And you know this can't be his only account. He's got to be like making posts other places too. He's probably, uh, I don't know, signed on to fucking USA Today. And I don't even know. I'm sure he's got a really amazing Facebook account too yeah. where he's shitting on people so i mean this is a 24-hour kind of job to make these kind of uh these kinds of posts as we've demonstrated he had almost 100 posts in one day man <laughs> so that, that, something that i'm a little bit conflicted about i actually like sincerely enjoy reading the posts from people like that like it, it's just like just this disgusting like hatred-filled uh, sludgy kind of comment uh, that presents itself from from all manners and uh, like all these different sites. Um, and Facebook is one of the most prominent, I think. You know, people oh, just yeah. like reposting uh, uh, fake news, and you know they'll they'll, they'll have some kind of like quickie quippy comment to go along with. Like, oh, so true. It's like why don't people get this already? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like dumb kind of stuff like that. Um, 
Do you like block people like that, or do you keep um, people around in hopes to maybe like influence them or learn something ho- from them? Ho- hopefully, you're <laughs> you don't rub off on them. Uh, n- no, I can't say I I keep them around. I, I've yeah. I uh, you can unfollow without unfriending people on Facebook, and so there I had an exodus from a lot of people that had pretty I, I considered um, uh, rancid. Yeah. kind of beliefs and ideologies and i decided that would be better off not getting upset than getting upset uh, they're stupid yeah and so i unfollowed a lot of them but now i'm at a point where i think i would keep them around so i don't know i think it depends on the situation yeah yeah i don't know yeah a lot of them are my relatives too <laughs> yeah no yeah i mean Right, so you gotta decide. Like, do you still want to see the baby pictures with like the shitty shit post, yeah. or do you want to just have <laughs> no shit post, no baby pictures, and whenever you want to see what your family relatives have been up to, go and search them out, search their name at the top, and see what's going on on their page. I don't know. Yeah, they're not nearly so disgusting in in person. Like, I, I oh, would never yeah. expect that kind of shit to come out of their mouths. But then, as soon as they have this the the the, the screen veil in front of them, right, just kind of it, it like wakes something up. Oh yeah, the anonymity of the internet. Yeah, and that's definitely something we discussed a lot about the mm-hmm. uh, on our all about the lols episode about how. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I truly believe that people have different personas uh, from their real life persona and the persona they take behind a screen. Yeah, uh, whether the person they project onto the internet is a sometimes it's a satirical character yeah uh sometimes people don't know how to distinguish the difference i guess maybe they sometimes they present themselves and other times people just think it's just this anonymous blob where they can project whatever they want to onto it so i don't know yeah they have no idea who's actually reading it or seeing it or judging them for it yeah absolutely Mm mm-hmm Goodness. So I don't know. I, I think in recent years, I, I, I try, due to the fact that uh, the, not, oh, fuck, whose law was it? Poe's law. Poe's law on the internet uh, of that mm-hmm. there's no way of discerning um, someone satirically presenting a, view, a viewpoint when it's like written in text and when they're honestly yep. uh, for it. That I think in more recent history, I try to be more ornate honest honest and forthcoming with my beliefs and ideals when i'm like writing something uh for that reason but i don't know well that's that's certainly admirable but a lot of people don't share that same honor system (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know i i I feel like most of the time when i'm reading comments from uh, especially like uh, more prolific members of the community um from the area in which i was raised yeah. But they're, they're they're not doing it satirically. They're not doing it the shit posts, uh, and and they have a, a shit ton of followers, and mostly just like like people that believe exactly what they believe. Yeah, to or, or to like to to borrow a, a, a simple term, a uh, sheeple. Like these people that just kind of like follow along with yeah. the, you know what whatever seems to be the popular opinion. Right. Um, so then you have like these these sharky folks that will post something and then everybody will be like, oh, well, that that sounds like something like a, a good conservative, uh, you know, Christian kind of white upper middle class person should support. So I'm going to support that. So I'll say like too true or God bless you or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
and it just before you know it um you, just based on this the the facebook algorithm they're reaching hundreds and hundreds of people if not thousands oh yeah uh and then and then it's just too late uh so then people are reading this one person's post that you know filled with with hatred lacks all informational and factual basis and boom you know it's, right it's and then you and then you have the bias of people saying too true underneath this like okay all the people think it's true too so it must be yeah uh have you heard you've heard about the um well of course you've heard about the teacher strikes that have been going on for for um long. yeah um and uh most recently of which uh have like uh manifested themselves in uh sick outs i think is what they call them oh yeah where you use your sick days to yeah get call out and then attend protests and stuff like that yeah yeah, there was a. I, I saw one of these these particular posts, and it always seems to be like the the same group of like five to ten people, uh, and then you have like the seventy five to hundred people that are are acting as the distributors. Yeah. Uh, but this this person was going off about that subject in particular, uh, and how like oh you know like uh, government officials or or state paid officials uh, should never take days off, and you know how it's a inappropriate use and, and, and never and, take days off. Uh, you know they they they're, just, they're they're being highly judgmental on the way in which these people are choosing to protest. You know typical conservative fashion like. You know, people yeah, yeah, yeah. Protest. Basically, there's never a good way to protest. Yeah, what it boils should, down to just, always. Yeah, just fight on, you know, like <laughs> accept your place in society already. Um, and, uh, you know, because I'm because I'm I, I guess uh, I'm willing to accept this kind of punishment. I'm strolling down through the comments, like looking what people have said about it. Uh, yeah. Most of them are the typical bullshit. And there's one lady. Uh, she's like. She's like 85 years old. Like somebody, somebody has uh, has helped her out with a Facebook page. Like you can tell she's pretty new to it by the way that she's responding. And uh, she's just like, I completely disagree with this. Like you're you're a charlatan. You're you're obviously lying to these people. Like I was a, a teacher for 50 years, and like, and I was just like, yes, like. Somebody is fighting this asshole. Well, then though there are a bunch of people dogpiling on the person. Absolutely. Of course. But, that's it, how but it always goes works. against their belief because it's like, well, you gotta respect your elders too. That's an important part of traditional thinking. So there are all these like conflictual beliefs going on in this little mini thread within the thread. It was great. So great. Yeah, it was absolutely beautiful. So uh, the, well, it's kind of went off the rails a little bit, but the silver lining there I think is is it's pretty apparent. Like you can still make an impact and even if it's like a tiny one, like I know that I'm seeing stuff like that. So I guarantee that other people that are involved in that thread are also seeing stuff like that. And all it takes is just a little bit of sway but away from that middle line. Do you, do you think that these, unlike these, let's just say shit posty threads where people are, making very strong opinions with no factual basis and the most of the people that are absorbing it and enjoy it and click it and spread it are people that aren't concerned about facts and logic and reason do you think that people commenting underneath it trying to use their logic brains and presenting facts actually have any effectual basis against these people or are they just wasting their time of just well, using their logic and reason to try to say, "Hey, wait a second, that's not right." 
I think in, in certain instances you could you could say it's it could be either. Uh, un- unfortunately, probably the former most of the time, simply because that's where those types of people will typically find themselves. Like the people, yeah. you know, like um, like you know, misinformed, non-thinking individuals. Right. Like, like the people that ab- absorb and consume good media, putting that in air quotes, mm-hmm. that actually uh, supplement the things they're saying with facts and not memes and other infographics or whatever that have no basis in reality like don't aren't going to be on that thread anyways that are going to agree with that person that is presenting facts and logic and reason so like do you think like any of the other people that don't give a shit about facts and logic and reason are gonna give a shit about what she has to say uh not not if they're conflictually minded uh i i think that if they if they have a dog in the fight then they'll probably still just keep drumming on whatever the popular opinion was. Um, but it, it really depends on, on what their values are. Like it, what, what if, uh, you know, what if they respect the fact that this lady had been teaching for, you know, God knows how long, like longer than a lot of those people on the thread had been alive. And Mm -hmm. some of those folks thought that that was a, you know, a meaningful comment to make, uh, you know, maybe at the very least it would, it would sway them a tad. But that being said, she's also, posting on that thread, making that thread more popular. And the number of people yeah. that are going to scroll down like I did, you know, might not be as, as common as I would hope. Um, you know, cause that, that would be, that's the diamond in the rough, right? Like that's, that's oh, the yeah. comment that you're looking for somebody that's going to give this asshole a little bit of pushback. Right. Um, but it, it I don't know. It, it, a lot of the times in these, like, uh, in these Facebook echo chambers, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, so people are just looking for, uh, uh, you know, like, um, they're looking for rhetoric. They, they want, uh, people to give them the words to say because they're not intelligent enough or have thought through their arguments well enough to be able to provide themselves or others that, uh, you know, question their opinions, those answers. Yeah. Yeah, man. Anyways, I digress with that. That went like way off topic. No, dude, that was organic, man. That was, that felt good. I felt like I learned a lot. I feel like that's some true journalism right there. Mm -hmm. Us presenting, laughing at liberals and, um, why are we attracted to like, like, why do we gravitate towards comment sections that are, are the, are the opposite of what we believe? Like, I I don't know. I I feel like I want to, I always want to delve into like some kind of crazy alt-right um, comment section and just see like just how deep this rabbit hole goes. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think laughing at liberals, dude, is alt-right. I think he's what, what I mean. I our uh, our political system, in the United States, has been pulled so far to the right uh-huh. that I feel like your your standard Republicans or what have you. I think probably a lot of them would agree with a lot of the things laughing at liberals is saying. And if if they don't necessarily agree with everything they're saying, they think the stuff he says is funny because it makes the libs mad. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of social weight to making the libs mad as uh, I would say a conservative person in our society. There's people like getting people's goats yeah. and uh, it's pretty easy to make libs mad. Like um, for better or worse, whether having uh, skin in the game and holding your beliefs really strongly enables you to get upset really quickly, uh, whether or not that's good, I, I can't I can't really say. 
but it's definitely become basically a, a form of politics for uh, conservative people. And so mm. I think in general, for people like you and me, Tim, of like what we get out of reading comments that are so far estranged from what we hold and believe personally, yeah. is it makes us mad. And so I think people like reading stuff that makes them mad. It gets an emotional <laughs> response. Uh, I think it's really that simple. And I think that's also what uh, fulfills a lot of the algorithms on uh, Facebook, because when you're mad, you click more and you comment more and you want to uh, spread your ideas and uh, disprove people and stuff like that. And so that gets the clicks going on Facebook and clicks is ultimately how Facebook makes money. So I think on one level, it's our internal desire to want to feel mad and then the Internet providing it for us so that we will click more. Mm. All about the clicks. Mm. All about the clicks, dude. Yuck. That's why that top comment's always some shit posty comment that has a million comments underneath it because it's the most popular comment because it's so shit posty. The well thought out logical teacher person that's been around for 50 years. Fuck that shit. That's not the popular comment. That's yeah. going on the bottom of the fucking trash barrel. No one cares about your logic and reason. Get the shit out of here. <laughs> Fuck that. That's boring. If you wanted to read something like that, go to fucking uh, the New York Times or some shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah damn dude that's so lame <laughs> it's it's lame my friend and that's why i think everyone listening to this podcast and elsewhere should just ignore comments don't don't feed the monkey in your brain that likes getting mad it's a waste of fucking time you could be spending your time reading actual news articles that uh reference actual surveys and studies and things outside of just people's bias and opinions. Mm -hmm. uh, read things that contradict what you believe, not necessarily because uh, you're trying to change what you believe and feel, but it'll make you know why other people think and feel the way they do. So you can right. make better arguments and understand and not just break down people on your idea of what they are and what they think and stuff like that. It's yeah. And it's probably even simpler than, than all that. Like I, I like to be informed about what the opposition thinks so that I can, you know, formulate my opinions accordingly and, and know how to be able to discuss topics with them intelligently. But I, I think it's kind of like more like, uh, like the evolution of spiders, right? <laughs> Apparently. Sure. Over, over the course of so many generations of spiders, you can see uh, this increased aggression. And like the more aggressive the spiders are and the more likely they are to outright kill their sexual competitors, the more likely they are to breed. And thus the cycle starts all over again and it just you know incrementally increases from generation to generation. So in a, in a similar sense, I think our, our, our politics is becoming more divisive and more divided – as a way to more easily identify with the group in which we can we can associate or we're supposed to associate with, so they just they make these quicky quippy dumb comments. And this has been going on for a long time, uh, and I'm sure by the time we're 50 years old, we'll be able to look 20 years in the past and be like, oh yeah, I remember that one time that was almost exactly like this. It just seems like this is the worst time it's been in our life. <laughs> like, well, I, I don't know, like. 
you know, people are trying to, as you said, get each other's goat just for the sake of of being able to mentally get one up on somebody else, you know, unnerve them, make them unhappy. Yeah, there's that. And then I I, I think every, there's a, a lot of truth to everything that you're saying, but I think there's also a lot of truth to just the news in general and how the news used to have more regulations and the fact that it used to have to just present facts and how there had to be a certain amount of time that the news networks had, like you could have like talk show kind of stuff like that on the news, but news channels in general had to have a certain amount of time per hour. I don't, I don't know the exact numbers, but basically we're just it presented news of this happened today in Saudi Arabia. This happened in, in New York City. These are the things that happened here, right? But as time has gone on, we've deregulated our news so much that you've started to get things like Fox News, which didn't come around until what, like the 90s or something like that. Like Fox News is a relatively new thing, yeah. uh, and not not which isn't the source of all of our problems with news, but they've become more and more just talking heads, opinion bullshit. MSNBC is the exact same way, uh, just presenting uh, talking head bullshit without actually presenting any informative basis. So you have this on our TVs, and then you have online where I don't know. People can directly attack each other in comments and elsewhere, and uh, it's shit. It's shit. It's just a bunch of people taking in shit, digesting that shit, and then taking and then shitting that shit on other people. And there's no nutrients to it. It's not helpful or informative. Yeah. And it's happening at uh, neck-breaking speeds due to the internet and the way we receive our information. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Fox News has been around since 96. Yeah, so it's a relatively new thing. And so you have that platform uh, being able to... Do you know what their slogan is? Oh, something fucking dumb. Fair and balanced. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> right. It's, it, that's great. <laughs> Fair and balanced, most watched, most trusted, real news, real honest opinion. We report, you decide. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know, man. Uh, obviously, anyone listening at this point knows that Tim and I are libtard snowflakes. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so that, that's uh, yeah, we say that with a uh, with a satirical tone. If you if you, if you didn't know that already, um, yeah, you, you probably kudos uh, to you for making it this long in the podcast without realizing that. <laughs> wow, we! You should go wow, jump we. on a plane without your clothes on. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, uh, I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> mm. I don't even know where to go from here, Tim. I don't should even... we? I feel like we should talk about something funny so we can at least sandwich some funny stuff with this Ooh. rant we just. Let's talk about the. Um, uh, V-H-E-M-T. Who? The V-H-E-M-T. The Voluntary Human Extinction Movement. Is that one funny, though? It's pretty hilarious. Because, you know, the world's dying. I, I feel like that's just going to cycle down into more... We're going to, like... We're going to find laughing at liberals on that comment thread. Just like, oh, yeah, I wish all the liberals would just stop yeah. making babies. And then they were just being unleft, and the world could be a great place. Yeah, well, less conflict. That's uh, I, w- I would rather talk about Werewolf Man. I think that one's all, all right. very sad. Cool. Let's, funny let's in talk. a weird way. 
Yeah, let's talk Werewolf Man. Okay. So, Werewolf Man. This is actually very close to where you live, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> this is, like, right down the street, practically. Uh, old, yeah. old Town Alexandria. Yeah, it's about it's about 15 minutes away. <laughs> yeah, so 15 minutes away from where you put your, your head down at night. Yep. A, uh, a, a young man. Well, not young man. A 34. Uh, average well, aged man. I don't know what the fuck that is. Average aged man. Uh, named... 30. Pankaj Basin yep. murdered a 65-year-old uh, window store owner because yep. he thought he was a vampire. I mean, not a vampire. God damn it. He, thought he was a vampire. The, the 34-year-old man thought the 65-year-old man was a werewolf. Yeah, he was suffering from lycanthropy. Yeah, he thought he he thought he was witnessing the sixty five year old man start to become a werewolf, and decided that the only thing he could do in order to repair the situation was to break the sixty five year old man's neck and then stab him over fifty times with a box cutter, right? With a box cutter. Yeah, that's nice. And then this just shows you how fucked up Tim and I are because we decided this is going to be our happy story for the evening. Yeah, I mean, and you look at the guy's, uh, his, like, his criminal mugshot, and uh, he doesn't look unhappy with himself. Like, he looks a little sleepy. His hair's kind of funky. I don't know. I, werewolves are, it's, it's a nighttime gig, Tim, killing werewolves. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get those that good sleep, as we referenced in the earlier article. You're going to have weird hours. You're basically working third shift. You don't get to enjoy sunlight like most people when you're hunting werewolves all day. So, yeah. of course, he looks tired. Yeah. This guy, I, I this, Bassin is sacrificing his health in order to keep you and me safe, Tim, from werewolves. You know what I would do here? I would, uh, I would... I would a- apprehend the guy, of course, because he's committed a murder. And then I would take the tools that he uses to commit the murder, and I would analyze them. Take a look at the box cutter. Is that box cutter made of silver? Now, we have to have a minimum amount of silver involved in this cutting implement to be able to sufficiently uh, end a werewolf's life, right? Oh, yeah. So, I figure that he would probably know by the time that he killed this guy with a regular old box cutter that he was indeed not dealing with a werewolf. Right? Right? Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. So then you would know, like, wait a second, nope, not a werewolf. Yeah. It wasn't a silver box cutter. Shit, this guy was a regular dude. All we need to do is reason with Boston and say, hey, man, um, your story was starting to hold up for a little while there. Mm-hmm. But uh, we we examined your, we examined your box cutter, mm-hmm. and it didn't have a sufficient level of silver, uh, and the guy still died. So um, yeah, you just you just killed like a normal dude. Yeah, and you should have known better. Like, <sighs> yeah, if you're a professional werewolf hunter, you know that you need silver. Yeah, you've gotta have it. You've yeah. gotta have it. There's there's we- there's no excuse. Like, why are you not carrying like a one of those weird sword canes with you everywhere you go made out of fucking silver. And so why this story made headline news outside of the fact that a man murdered another man is that this murder case became a mistrial because the jury couldn't decide whether or not this individual was insane. Mm-hmm. Some of the insane stuff this person has said, uh, once he was apprehended, he said he told the police that 
We still have time to save 99% of the moon and planets. Which is a little bit, little, 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 little crazy. Uh, and, a little bit. and it's also Basin reported to have drank urine and gasoline because he said doing so would save the world. Um, maybe by like ending his life. Yeah, I mean, yeah. could have saved a guy that owned a window store. Right. Mm. Could have at least so, saved one life. Yeah. Well, it, it, better than none, right? Uh, I mean, I would argue that. Uh, <laughs> I think that's how you're supposed to argue that. Wording, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, it seems man. as though the, uh, the old town murder victim was remembered as a friendly man about town. Yeah, it's really sad. Uh, it's uh, it's upsetting that uh, he murdered this individual while we we laugh and at the, uh, the fact this guy claimed the other guy was a, a werewolf. Mm. Um, it's, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, this um, this area. I, I'm really surprised that there's not more murders. To be honest, it, in Alexandria. Yeah, there's there's a shit ton of crazy people around here. It's because of all the werewolves. Is that why you're you're? I think it might have something to do with it. Werewolves are everywhere. Uh, you know, we have like a vampire population as well. And I think most of them actually just gravitate towards the district. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. There's a better nightlife out there. L- literal blood blood suckers. Literal, yeah. <laughs> Liter- literally. That's when I think about, when I think about downtown D.C. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you, know what, you know what I'm saying? The politicians oh. live there. Yeah. Get it? The blood, suck, blood suckers suck, politics. Suck, suck <laughs> our blood. Oh man! All right. So, uh, any silver linings for this <laughs> awful? <laughs> oh, I just realized what I said. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we got a silver lining for this werewolf killing story. Holy shit! Oh, it's got to be a silver lining because silver and the werewolves. Yeah, because the silver lining certainly wasn't on the box cutter, I and mean, that's that's that's. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, that's the problem here. Uh, Holy shit. Um, silver lining. Uh, <laughs> although I, I, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of apprehensive to to say that this guy might not be just jack shit insane. At least it's good that, uh, you know, we're, we're bringing that into consideration. Like that's yeah. That could be the the, the case. Right. Uh, it, it's good that we live in a society where we. <laughs> Usually we try not to uh, put put mentally ill people in with uh, criminals that are of sound mind because it would put the mentally ill people at risk for harm for themselves because they wouldn't be seeking the same amount of care as they would receive in a uh, mental health hospital. And it also would put the other inmates at risk of whatever crazy shit these mentally insane people would do. Yeah, I mean, there's probably some werewolves in uh, prison populations as well, so we got to yeah. keep them safe. Regardless of what would happen, you just can't you can't rehabilitate them the same way. Like they they require special circumstances, yeah. uh, and just like lumping all of the the prisoners together uh, is just not the way to go. It's the right. same way why uh, why you, you you tend to um, you tend to divide your violent from nonviolent criminals, or I, I don't know if effective prison systems. Tend to yeah. do things like that, whatever effective prison system actually means. Air quotes. Uh, yeah, effective. Um, 
But yeah, you you, you got to keep them separated, at least yeah. to some degree. So, so maybe yeah. they were trying to do that here. Um, uh, other than that, uh, not a whole lot of silver lining to this one. Uh, nope. Other than the fact that the Alexandria police, which seems to be this uh, overfunded, overstaffed police force, had something to do on this day. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yay. Good job, guys. Nailed High it. High five. High five. Yep. You're, uh, you really saved that guy. All right. Yep. Well, now that you got to listen to Tim and I rant about the things that mm-hmm. make us angry, you get mm-hmm. to hear about the things that make us sad. So, Tim, yeah. why are you sad? Why am I sad? Uh, uh, I got a lot of stuff going on. Like, uh, I'm, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to think about um, moving, trying to get everything in order, uh, and it's a little bit overwhelming at times, so felt like uh felt pretty irritable and uh like my mind's all over the place it's difficult to focus um it's just uh it's a challenge uh for any of our listeners out there that have have, uh just picked up their life you know wherever they were comfortable and just right out the door some new location that they've never been uh it's always challenging and uh i'm uh i'm feeling you guys right now yeah, no, I, yeah, you guys have been living in the same place for a little while now, so yeah, you guys are probably pretty comfortable and know the area and people and stuff, so yeah, it's always yeah. hard to do that. There's but a lot of things you got to do. It's time to it's time to go, and it's time to, to avoid any of the other werewolf hunters that might still be prowling about. Yeah. So, yeah. Sounds good. Doing all right. How about you, Jimmy? Um, this is so I'm sad that uh, b- businesses that make stuff for pets charge an inordinary amount of money for yeah. stuff for pets because they know we love them. Yeah, there's there's these treats that uh, my girlfriend has for a dog that I've been giving to the dog like snack cakes because I'm not the one that buys them. Mm-hmm. And then I found out the other day these snacks cost like a dollar per treat. And so I have oh. been spending a load of my girlfriend's money just giving them to the dog because the dog loves to shit all these treats. It's like the little greeny treats that I guess you can only get when you're at the vets. Yeah. And they're like $30 a bag, but they only have like 30 treats in them. That would uh, make sense, yeah. <laughs> right. That's math. <laughs> yeah, that's math for you. Yeah. <laughs> But the dog just loves the treats so much. I have a hard time saying no because, like, she just like physically starts like shaking practically when she knows she's going to get a treat. And so, Whoa. and it's been also this bad thing that I've been like giving them to her in the morning. So now, and she like is expecting, right? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I just hope we don't run out. <laughs> Bar of expectations being set real high there, Jimmy. Yeah, I know. Like, God, like she does. Like I, yeah, yeah, she goes fucking nuts for him. But uh, yeah, I. It's just like the way they advertise, you know, all those fancy, like, good treats for dog. Like, they basically are asking you on the labels, like, do you love your pet? It's just like, oh, these pet, like, these treats were made with no harmful chemicals. Unlike all those other dog treats you've been giving your dog. It's like, oh, okay. Wait, what? <laughs> you don't buy these ones. I don't know why they're, I don't know why the other ones are bad. Why the fuck are they allowed to sell them if they're bad? Yeah. Well, they're shit-talking all the other brands right out of the gate? Jeez. Pretty much. It's pretty, that's pretty nasty. Like, like not, not 
explicitly but implicitly just yeah. suggesting with the way they advertise it of like wait a second why don't those other treats say all this stuff on the label mm-hmm. are there other treats filled of i don't know yeah other naked color. russian men I don't yeah know. <laughs> contains naked russian men great for you dog's teeth exactly. yeah it's pretty ridiculous uh, it's kind of the case with any like specialty product. Not that that's oh, even yeah. a specialty product. Like I don't know. I feel like you can make your own dog treats at home. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Make them, out of, make them out of corn, corn and beef. I don't know. Yep. I don't know. Maybe that'd be good for them. I don't fucking know. Dogs would love it. Dogs love everything. Yeah, they do, and they'd probably like cheap shit. You just gotta not. <laughs> Not give them the good shit first. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, set that bar low. Yeah. Fucked up. Fuck that one up. Mm. Anyways, that's all I got. All right, man. Um, so uh, if uh, somebody wants to get in touch with us about uh, a local werewolf killer or, uh, you know, naked people trying to jump on transit systems, where can they get in contact with us and tell, tell us about it? All right, so if you have strong opinions about naked Russian men and or the amount of sleep you get at night, you can message us by emailing us at syndicatepowerment at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you there. You can also like us on Facebook at Syndicate Empowerment and send us a message. And if those two places aren't enough, you can also tweet at us by tweeting at our Twitter handle, CynicEmpowerMe1. Nice. It'd be great. Uh, Tim and I were actually coming up on our one year of recording. I think the next time we record, I think it'll officially have been one full year of recording. So everyone that's been listening to us since the beginning, thank you. Uh, You are the reason why we wake up sad as fuck every day. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. (laughs) Jeez, we do it for you. Uh, but seriously, oh, uh, thanks. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's good shit. Um, yeah, so let us know. Um, do we want to do? We want to start uh, putting on the loudspeaker the possibility we might be doing some uh, some special episode. Yeah. So Tim and I were they're still in the works of doing a stream of doing it on either probably. Um, Twitch would be my guess is what we would do it on. But I think there's also maybe a streaming service through YouTube. So one or the other, we would do it. And we're still working on some ideas of what we would do over that hour. All we know is there's going to be lots of beers involved. Yep. But maybe watching horribly sad documentaries and then mm-hmm. communicating with you fine folk on the live stream. Yep. And so if you have any ideas of things that would be awful that we could watch to um, increase our cynicism, mm-hmm. we would love the inspiration. And if not, Tim and I will just play Russian roulette uh, yep. metaphorically. <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah, watching yeah. Just, no literal Russian roulette. If you guys don't send us an email, Tim and I will take a revolver, put one bullet in it. It'll be the shortest live stream ever mm-hmm. um, because there's only so many chambers in a revolver. We're gonna we'll we'll milk it for a little bit. Yeah, it, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Tune in. <laughs> Tune in. But, keep but in yeah, touch. we'll we'll definitely uh, have more information on that in the future. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a blast. It'll be, it'll be so fucking fun. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, everybody, you just keep your head up, and we will catch you next time. That's right. <laughs>
we will catch you next time like a werewolf in the dark. Uh, or uh, or a greased-up naked man in a Russian airport. In <laughs> a Russian airport. Which is actually really hard to do because he keeps slipping out. Why didn't he grease up? That would have been smart. Yeah, that's where he fucked up. Yeah, and then police well, like, you can't go. It's like, I'm trying to be aerodynamic. See, that's the problem. That's why they restrict the amount of liquids you can take onto an airplane because they're afraid you're going to grease up mm-hmm. and they're not going to be able to catch you. That's the real reason. They're not worried about explosives. They're worried about naked Russian men greasing up. Yeah. <laughs> that's the true fear. He's going to be too hard to catch. We'll never get a hold of him. Exactly. We've been spending the whole flight trying to catch that guy. He's just running up and down the aisle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, that's pretty great. Fuck yeah. All right, so that that was a weird episode.